Bokar Tov, we're continuing Shemuel Aleph, we're in the 10th chapter. The, we're in the middle of the process of Shaul introducing, oh, sorry, Shemuel introducing Shaul into the kingship. So what, do you, what has he done so far? What do we know that he's done so far? So Shemuel first, he brought Shaul uh, to, this, to this feast and he gave him this extra portion of meat. Remember that? Yeah. Gave him this extra portion of meat. This is all like a hint. And then he came, he went to Shaul he's and he, easing him into the, he's easing him into the kingship. Yeah. Now, why would he have to ease him into the kingship? Because as we will see, Shaul is, is, is too much humility. His, his humility is actually his biggest problem. The reason he ends up failing as a king is his humility, his inability to, to see himself as, as someone. That with, leads to anxiety, you think? His too excess humility was what caused him the anxiety that we're going to see soon? No Meaning we know that his the, the depression his anxiety with David. The depression with David No, 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 no I, I don't know I don't know what it, what it was it's some, some kind of manic depressive disorder He, he developed So there's anxiety No? It, I don't know The Tanakh does a very We'll get to it when we get to it The Tanakh does a great job of Showing how um, unreliable his moods were yeah. But I, I But no Right now all he has is, is Excess humility which may, which may not be humility It may be lack of confidence mm-hmm. And that would be the problem. If you have a king who's, who's, who lacks confidence, then a couple of things. One, obviously, it's a position of leadership, so you need confidence. Two, you rely on what people say too much, and you don't make decisions on your own, which is going to be Shaul's problem. Yeah. So that's something we should be looking out for. In the meantime, because he has this excess humility or lack of confidence, Shemuel is easing him into the kingship. It's not so pashut, right? Mm-hmm. So Shemuel eases him into the kingship. First, he gives him that, pe- that brings him into the meal in front of the 30 people. He gives him the excess pe- portion of meat. Then he uses the pacha shemen to anoint him. But does he anoint him in public or private? In private. Son in private. In fact, even his slave or his servant, he tells him to go away before he does it. That's at the beginning of our chapter. Yeah. And then he tells him, he gives him three signs that are going to happen to him when he leaves. So he says, Shaul, you're now going to depart from me. But whenever you, you, pass, you, you leave, you're going to have three signs. Now, these th- three signs are an escalating, they're escalating signs to get Shaul comfortable with his position of leadership. One is that people next to his mother's grave will tell him that his, his donkeys have been found. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing, which is interesting, which means that do not be ashamed of your lineage being from a small tribe of Binyamin. For even for your mother is Rachel, so you should be confident in your, in your lineage. The second one is people will come and they'll give you two pieces of bread. So that's, people are starting to respect him. Okay? And this time it's, it's, uh, it's three people, right? Yeah. The first time was two people, now it's three people. And they're going to give him two pieces of bread. Also like animals. So that's like a sign of, that's a sign of be ready to start accepting tribute from the people because the king, his panasa, comes from the people. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they're carrying, oh, they're carrying wine and stuff, but they only give him two pieces of bread. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And then the last one is that there's a band of prophets that he's going to see in uh, coming down from the Bama, which is a central place of worship where they had a Bama, apparently, where they had an altar. And he's going to come across those Nevi'im, but when he bumps into them, he is going to have the Spirit of God befall him. He's going to prophesy with them and he's going to turn into another person. And that's like, that's you know, the that's highest the, the highest point in which Shaul is finally ready for kingship when he's inspired by the spirit of God to take a, leader, a leadership role. And that's of all things that we did already. When these signs come upon you, do exactly as you find fit 
for God is with you. What does it mean to do as you find fit? A lot of the commentaries say, it means start preparing for kingship. Start devising your strategy. Start, uh, you know, buying the royal clothes or, 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 or um, preparing the royal clothes for, the, for God is with you and you will, now, you will become king. Mm-hmm. And now Shemuel says something that's a bit cryptic because he's going to tell him that you're going to go down to Gilgal and I'm going to meet you there. But now this doesn't happen for a while. So why Shemuel is telling him that he's going to meet him in Gilgal is Radak says it's because this is foundational to, Shemu- to Shaul's kingship. Is the test of if he's going to wait for Shemuel or not or do exactly as Shemuel commands him or not. Mm-hmm. But just to let you know that what Shemuel is about to command Shaul is something that's going to happen in quite a while. It's going to happen after Shaul is publicly anointed as king. So... It doesn't seem to be all that relevant to exactly what's happening right now. It's not like it's happening in a week. But, but again, the Radak says, Shemuel is telling him this because it is foundational to the kingship that Shaul learned to listen to the, to the prophet. <laughs> you go down to Gilgal in a while. <laughs> and I'll come and I'll join you to bring offerings, to bring uh, shilamim, offerings. <laughs> and it'll be seven days until I, get, I come to you. Not seven days from now, because it's in a while. Seven days from another time. And I will tell you exactly what to do. And that's all he says about this incident. Okay? But in the meantime, we just know that in the back of our heads, there's something that's, that there's going to be a meeting at Gilgal. It's actually going to happen in the 13th chapter, but there's going to be a meeting in Gilgal, which is of serious significance. Okay? And it was when he turned his... Uh, shoulder, right? Is that how they translated it? As soon as she turned away, yeah, to depart. What does it mean? Shikhmo. This means his shoulder. When he turns his shoulder, okay, whatever, it's just an expression. When he turns his shoulder to go away from Shemuel, already God had changed his heart. He had a different, had a change of heart. God had changed his heart. And all of the signs came about in that day. So we can assume he met with the people at his mother's grave, at Rachel's grave. We can assume that he met with the people who gave him the bread. But the, the last sign, which is the one of him getting Nebuah, we're actually going to say explicitly what happened. They get to Giv'ah. It's just Shem Makom. I don't know exactly yeah, at where the hill. It, Yeah. Okay, and there was a band of Nevi'im that were near him. And the Spirit of God rested upon him and he started prophesying amongst them. Now, is Giv'ah near Shaul's house? Probably not. So, all of a sudden, all the people who knew him from yesterday and the day before, all those people who knew him, they saw that he was prophesying with the Nevi'im. Now, how do people know him? Where is Giv'ah? Is Giv'ah near his home? I don't know. How do people know him? So, so I think Rashi or one of the commentaries say that he had prophecy all the way home. Meaning he started prophesying in Giv'ah, but as he walked home, the prophecy never left him. And then the people, when they saw him prophesying, they said, ah. Can we define what that means? What he was... Eyes closed, walking the entire time, just talking words of Hashem? I don't know. It's a good question. Do we have any literature on what that is? I know the Rambam defies had to paint it, and that was Ruach HaKodesh, just Misayah Shireen. That moment of 
What does it look like from the outside? It's a good question. Very good question. Good question on the nature of this nevoah. Why was it something that was perceivable from the, by the people? There was a band. Everyone was a navi back then. Seemingly, there were groups of navi. No, so this is... We'll see in a second. Let's read a little bit more. But let's, let's take, get away from the problem of where Shaul is doing this. Because let's assume he's doing it at a giv'ah. And he bumps into family members at this place of Bama and giv'ah. Okay? And they see him and they say, they see that he's prophesying. The nation says, each man to his friend, What has happened to the son of Kish? Was Shaul, is Shaul also amongst the Nevi'im? And then, now one man gets up and he answers them. One man gets up and he says, And he says, Who is their father? I tell him, Ashal. And therefore, it became a mashal hagam shaul banevim that people would say when they saw somebody who had changed, who had changed, and they say, "Wow, he's he's the new man." The expression they used in Israel was hagam shaul banevim. You know that Navi explicitly says that became a mashal. Yeah, yeah, it became, it became an expression because they use it so till now, today. Right, today they use it. They, there's a few. There's another expression also that's used till today. But but now, anytime you see your friend who has like a complete change, bal teshuva overnight, hagam shaul banevim. You know, mm-hmm. so that's the expression they use. Now, what's going on? So the people, the f- their family members, or the people that know Shaul, say, "Was Shaul amongst the Nevi'im?" And then a man answers and he says, avihem." And a man says, "Who is their father?" Uh, the commentary I like the most on what the guy is trying to say is, "Why do you think it's important that he's Ben Kish?" Meaning, why do you think? Why are you saying is Ben Kish amongst the Nevi'im? As if what? Because his father is Kish, he can't be a Navi. Since when was Nevoah oh, something that's nice. dependent on your father? That yeah. you're, you're asking, since when was the son of Kish and Navi? He's saying anybody could get Nevoah. As long as he puts in the work and he's a tzaddik and he does what he needs to do in order to get Nevoah. It never depended on lineage. It doesn't depend on lineage, right? So that's what he's saying. That's what this man is saying. He's saying, is, who cares who their father is? Another, another, exp- another way of interpreting is that Avihem, what do you call students of Nivuah, uh, people that are training to become Nivim? Bineha Nivim. Bineha Nivim. Bineha Nivim, the sons of the Nivim, right? It comes up all the time in Tanakh. It comes up a lot. And the Rambam also explains oh. that this is what the, it means for the, a student of Navi. Now, who then becomes a teacher? The teacher is Avihem. If Bineah and Avim are oh, the students, not literally the fathers, yeah. but the no, in the, in this expression, this is a way of speaking. Then Avi Hanavim is the teacher the of the actual Nevi'im. Nevi'im, no? What? what? The, the actual Nevim or the Avim? Yeah, the, the Nevim who are the instructors, let's say, yeah. for the students who are yeah. trying to get Nevuah. Yeah. Right. So he's saying. So maybe it could also be that this guy is just saying, "Oh, who is their teacher?" Meaning, meaning this is a band of Nevi'im and, and I wonder who their teacher is. So then that, he would not be contradicting the people, he's just asking another question. You know? But uh, I like the first interpretation more. Okay? And then he finishes his Nevi'ah and he comes to the Bama. Now, uh, where were these Nevi'im? They were at the Bama. Okay? So Shaul apparently got the Nevoah before he got to the Bama. And then he goes to the Bama once he concludes his Nevoah. Okay? Now that his Nevoah is completed and he's back, he, he, he went to the Bama. The family member of Shaul says to him, again, this family member could either be at this location 
or this, the pasuk could just be skipping the part when Shaul went home. Okay, but just keep an eye out for it's a bit hard to follow what's going on. A family member of Shaul says to him, and, and also to his servant, Where have you gone? And he said, We went to seek out our donkeys, and we saw that we could not find them, so we went to Shemuel. And the, the, the cousin of Shaul said, Why is Dod cousin? My uncle. It, it, and it's any family member is called Dod. It's any any it's someone who you. Yeah, exactly. Any family member could be a Dod. It's not in in the modern Hebrew it has more specific meaning, but Dod could mean cousin, it could mean uncle, it could mean anything. What does it translate there? They write uncle here. They, they translate uncle. The family member of Shaul said, What did Shmuel say to you? Shaul says to his uncle slash family member, He told us that the donkeys have been found. But Shaul held back the matter of Shemuel anointing him to become a king and giving him all these signs with all, which all came true. He held back the part where he gained Nivwa and he changed into a new man. All of that he hid from him. That Shemuel had said. Okay? Uh, that's where we're going to stop for today because tomorrow... Uh, Shemuel is going to gather the people and he's going to finally publicly appoint Shaul as king. And once again, we're going to see Shaul in his humility and what happens when he's told that he's king in the public eye. There are going to be two incidents in this thing tomorrow which point to Shaul's humility, which may indicate that Shaul has an excess of humility, which is not, not, which is not good for his uh, kingship. But in any event, what happened today was... Um, he bumps into the band of Nevi'im, he starts developing Nevu'ah, and after he finishes with that incident, he goes home, and they ask him what Shimuel told him. He says, Shimuel told us at the Atonot that the donkeys were found, but he does not mention anything about all the interesting events which transpired to Shaul in those past few days. Did the Atonot come true? First yeah, yeah, it said that they came true. Just in oh, Nevi'im. They didn't, I didn't specify, but they said it happened. Yeah, it said it happened, and then the Nevu'ah wanted expands and tells yeah, you the yeah, details yeah. what happened. And yeah, Baruch Adonai Dulam, Amen, Amen.